Do you find it hard to compose with something that is out of your control or have a hard time dealing with the emotions it triggers? Having to deal with a situation or problem can take up your energy, affect your mood and emotional stability if you're in resistance, which is not easy to do when you like to be in control. But when you decide to see things in a different light, start accepting that life happens for you, not to you, and that you have the power to make different or new choices, things begin to shift. You see possibilities, not problems. Honey, have you seen my keys? Huh, forget it. They're in my hand. There's more to ADHD than being easily distracted, scattered, or a master procrastinator. Being different is not a disability, and it's about damn time we break free from the shackles of society's labels and stigma. Hey there, I'm Zarina Boali, a French-Canadian journalist who found out had a uniquely wired brain at 40 and became a certified ADHD coach. This podcast brings forth a different perception of ADHD to help you amplify your brilliance and phenomenally stand out. Thanks for flying with us. Have a great day. Ready to blast off? Three, two, one. Welcome aboard. With ADHD, you may react impulsively when something out of your control happens. Emotions take over, you lose your temper, say things without filtering, and you end up regretting it. The spiral only goes down from there, and even if going back up is not easy, it is not impossible. Thing is, with impulsivity, we have a short time frame where we can actually stop and choose a different way of reacting, which you might have guessed directly impacts your actions. With impulsivity comes the inability to evaluate consequences of our actions or to behave appropriately in the moment. The idea is to learn and practice self-regulation of thoughts, intense feelings, emotions, reactions, and behavior, as well as the outside stimulation, distractions, and temptations we experience so intensely. How do you do that? I'll share an easy exercise that you can put into practice right away in just a bit. One thing I notice a lot in coaching, and it was also the case for me, is how we tend to be disconnected from what is going on in our body. We are so much in our head, overthinking, analyzing, and caught up in all the noise that we are unaware of what's going on below our shoulders. And it can be for many reasons. Not being aware of it is one of them. It can be that we're somehow avoiding connecting to our feelings or that we don't realize how it's impacting ADHD symptoms. 
The great thing is that there are signs that you are not fully present and it took me quite some time to see the link between me not being connected or present and going from let's say point A to point B and not remembering why I was going there in the first place. It also happened a lot when I was scattered or distracted more than usual. The other thing is that in order to be able to assess how you react to a situation, well, you need to be present and connected to your body. It's, it makes it so much easier. It's the only way you can observe what's going on and how what's happening outside of you or in your environment, if you like, influences and affects what's going on inside. When you get stuck in your head, it's hard to notice any disharmony in your body. You may be present physically, but your mind and energy are elsewhere. And I think that it increases some of the ADHD challenges. You may be more forgetful, distracted, and react more promptly to a situation that you would normally not overreact to. And if something happens that you didn't see coming, it's hard to see possibilities and accept it as an opportunity to approach it in a different way. The first reaction is mostly going to be that there is another problem that needs to be solved. That can be irritating and frustrating and lead you to be in resistance because things are not unfolding as you would want them to. It might also bring you in a state of disempowerment and you may feel like giving up because it brings complications on the day where maybe you were due for a break. One question I would ask myself when I first became aware of this was, what's the hidden gift in that situation? I remember one time I was going for a massage and I was so looking forward to it. I had to stop to the gas station and it was quite busy that day. I'm patiently waiting in line for the next pump to be available and someone just drives in front of me and takes my spot. And I remember I was so pissed because, I mean, you know, how rude was that? And I remember sitting in my truck at the time and feeling the impulse coming up and rising in my body and my thoughts and emotions getting all worked up. But because I was just sitting there waiting, I was able to actually have an outside view of what was going inside. And that's where I was able to say, okay, wait a minute. Do you want to get to your massage all worked up, pissed off, mad, and bring that energy in? Or do you want to shift that and maybe accept that you might be a few minutes late, but you'll get there in a much higher level energy? And from that day, I really started paying attention to what was going on in my body. And it's the same thing for hyperactivity, impulsivity, just 
being aware of what's going on, it actually made a huge difference. And from then, I was able to make different choices. So the better you become at seeing the positive in experiences or situations that force you to go in a different or new direction, the more present you'll be to yourself, to what's going on, and it will be a big, big, big game changer. And that's how you shift a negative experience into a positive one. What's also important to understand is that the energy reserve of the ADHD brain is limited. Knowing how impulsivity shows up and knowing what to do will definitely help preserve a higher level of energy. And that can be done with positive experiences. Positive experiences releases and increases the level of dopamine in the brain. And when that happens over and over again, the brain becomes more prone to react with more intensity to positive experiences. When taken in repeatedly, your brain becomes stickier for them, which will increase your positive experiences, making your brain go into a positive cycle. The inspiration for this episode actually came from everything that happened that led to this moment where I'm recording episode number 10 and I cannot begin to think of what would have happened if I would have been or reacted in resistance like I would have done several years ago because I wasn't always the one who went with, okay, life is happening this way. I'm just going to make the best of it and try to move forward even though there are obstacles that I really didn't see coming. So to make a long story short, um, when I left home, and I shared this in episode number nine, where I had to reorganize an entire week, and I left home without my microphone, because I really, really believed that I would be back home to do this in my usual space. But it didn't really happen that way. So I didn't have my microphone, and I didn't have what I needed to record. So without GarageBand in my MacBook, I could have recorded it on my phone, but my goodness, you know, editing would have been a real pain. I went to the App Store to try and see if they could help me figure this out. And it wasn't easy, but we were able to reinstall GarageBand into my computer. Okay, things are moving forward. Things are going well. I'm one step closer to recording my next podcast episode. But I still didn't have a microphone. And my word of the year this year is mastery. So if I do something, I want to do it at the best of the best that I can. So yes, 
using my headphones with the microphone was an option, but it wasn't the first one. Having a good microphone was still on my top three important things or important problems to solve. So after getting the computer set up, I was like, okay, who do I know that has the same microphone that I use at home and that would be nice enough to let me borrow it? So I had a friend that, you know, said, oh yeah, sure. And at the same time, I'll come visit you and it will be fun. We'll have a good time. And sure, you can use my microphone. But at the last minute, something came up and, well, we didn't meet. So I wasn't able to use her microphone. So now I'm like, okay, what do I do? And I just let life guide me with intuition, with ideas, with whatever would get me one step closer to my goal. And then I said, okay, this is very uncomfortable, but I'm going to send a text message to my new coach and ask her if I can come to her office and record my podcast episode and, of course, borrow her microphone. And she said yes. So I was so grateful and excited. But, you know, when we have ADHD and we change environment, it takes a little bit longer for us to get used to that new environment. And where I'm at right now, there's things that are not familiar to me that I'm still getting used to and that are kind of a bit challenging, but I really make an effort and it takes a lot more out of me to stay focused. And even though things are not as they are usually, while well, they're pretty close to what I want, or what I hoped for, I should say. Because the best scenario, of course, would have been that I would be home in my environment, the one that is familiar, but it's not the case. Right now, things are working pretty well. So that's how I was able to see something that a few years ago, I would have been so worked up, so frustrated, and I would have been in that kind of energy. But now, while I've practiced and practiced and practiced, actually, the exercise I'm just about to share with you, and that really, really helped me. Because as an ADDer, you may think it's impossible to pause, and that's the exercise I'm going to share with you. And the power of pause is incredible. And if you think it's impossible to pause because it's so difficult for you to slow down, well, 
It's really, really worth the try. Once you understand the cost of not pausing and the value you'll get by taking the time to do it, you'll become better at assessing what's going on, what your emotions are telling you, and how you want to react. And as silly as it may sound, I remember how I used to forget to breathe, especially when I was super into something or working on an exciting project. I was also not breathing right, meaning I was breathing from the chest up, so I really had to learn how to breathe from my belly and do it with intention until it became natural. That's one way you can really become aware of any disharmony in your body. When you take the time to pause, you help reduce the agitation in your brain and there are actually a lot of benefits to pausing. One is that it improves self-restraint. It also improves emotional intelligence. It allows you to notice powerful cues or prompts. It balances the emotional with the rational parts of your brain to reduce stress. It helps redirect intrusive, negative, and anxious thoughts. Also improves your ability to discern and make optimal decisions. And it empowers you to focus on what's best for you. This pause and reflect approach not only limits your reactions, it empowers you to be able to pursue what's important. You're not left floundering to an appropriate response to any given situation if you remember the simple steps of pausing, which are, number one, pay attention to what's going on in your body, thoughts, and feelings. Step two, pause, so stop and breathe deeply. Step number three, process, so discern thoughts, feelings, and associated memories. Step number four, pinpoint, identify the specific emotion. And step five, plan and pursue. Organize, prioritize, and take positive action. Once you get to step number five, it's easier to ask yourself how you can see the situation differently and how to turn it into something positive. And coaching can really, really help you in seeing what's possible and allow you to shift from resistance to acceptance more quickly and efficiently. So don't hesitate to send an email or book a discovery call if you're curious about that. Then there's neuroplasticity. It will also help to strengthen your mindset because that too is super important as it can really influence your ability to shift from resistance to acceptance. What we pay attention to expands, so it's also important to be aware of the stories we tell ourselves and the thoughts that go along with that story or those stories. So you may be wondering what resistance feels like. Well, it's like walking, facing strong winds, and acceptance is choosing to go in the direction the wind blows. That's where your mindset becomes very important and what's great is that at any time you can change the way you think. How can we change our mindset? 
through practices such as gratitude, meditation, positive self-talk, and focusing on positive memories. We can cause our brains to make more neural connections when we do that. We can create new, strong, positive neural pathways while diminishing the negative, immobilizing pathways. So neuroplasticity goes with a few principles. Use it or lose it. Neural circuits not actively engaged regularly will start to degrade. Use it and improve it. Fire those circuits through consistent practice to strengthen those connections over time. Specificity. Plasticity is experience specific to the individual. Salience. It has to be motivating and important to the person. Transference. Using a skill in one situation can transfer to another situation. Isn't that cool? Interference. Sometimes new plasticity can be delayed. Time matters. Waiting too late to start an activity means a decreased capability to change. Age. Younger brains adapt and change more easily. Repetition, and that one is very important. You have to practice frequently and consistently to see neural changes. Intensity. This can be the number of times you do something, how long you do it, and how difficult the task is. So remember that it takes practice to be able to shift from resistance to acceptance and that the more you practice pausing, the better you become. And something that you can also do when, you know, something happens and you didn't see it coming, like, you know, we can't plan for everything in advance because there will always be you know, little details like how could I have known that the space where I would record this episode would have an outside door that, you know, kind of bangs one once in a while. I, I don't know if you can hear it, but I mean, after four or five times, I kind of got used to it. And now it's like, okay, it's just the door outside and I can easily manage recording with that in the background, you know, like I've got this. So maybe life is putting events, situations, and experiences on your path because there's something to learn in that. There's something in there that will bring you a different point of view or will have you do something in a way you didn't think you were capable of. And of course, it is going to be a great, great, great opportunity for growth. I so appreciate you listening and I'd love to hear from you. If this episode resonated with you, let me know what valuable insight you're taking away and how you can implement it right now. Don't hesitate to leave a review on your favorite platform and share on social media. Until next time on Phenomenally ADHD, own your genius because you rock just the way you are.